the Kickback Show. Kickback. I came over here to see what y'all going to Big Booty Judy graduation party. Dude, fun. With Dan and Girl B. I, 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 I already know. By Control. By, by DJ Sid. Wanna dance? What's up, guys? It is the Kickback Podcast, season two. We are live. We're not live, but when you'll see it, it'll still be live, because it's live. We're in a new location. Uh, we got everything in the building to offer. Um, you'll see it in the visuals later. First and foremost, shout out to Blue, ATL, Powder Blue Studio. Um, shout out to Dragonfire. Shout out to With Intent TV. Shout out to You Like My Photos. Uh, shout out to the people in the room because they made this happen to, as well. Shout out to Megan. Shout out to Megan. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I want to. What's happening? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Take a cup. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll edit this stuff out because now we don't have to work on going live. Um, <laughs> I am Danny Vita. I am DJ Sip. And I am Girl B. And we collectively form as the Kickback. Gang, gang. It's all the post production. <laughs> <laughs> fire. Yeah. Pyro, pyro. Yes. So it's been an amazing year. Yo, it's crazy, man. Like, it's not And the year hasn't even really ended for us because so March, we will have a relaunch. Uh, we will have a party, per se. We're going to throw out the website, the Facebook Live, the YouTube Live. Our Twitter, the trip to, from LA. Shout out yeah. to THC Design. Shout out to Prince. Shout out to Prince. First and foremost. First and foremost, and whoever, whomever his affiliates are. Right, 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 right. Because we're taking another trip to L.A. this summer, and it's going to get pretty live. Yes. For sure, for sure. Um, but I think for the obvious, those who've been kind of following us since day one, they're like, oh, they're in a new space. This is a visual aspect that we've never had before. Yeah. Um, we have lights on our like, face. It's, it's like melanin. Year, but we really haven't even hit a year. Not and it's yet. kind of crazy how see the family has grown week after week. Um, a Megan team meeting. Really, like, uh, that kind of resonated with me. It was like, you know, we've been doing this week after week for almost a year now for free. And, like, to get this many people together week after week is pretty amazing. Right. You know, like, they love you know, for one time. <laughs> Somehow, some way. So Somehow. That's what I want to thank everyone in here for being a part of this. Yeah. Whether you brought a drink, a libation, a food, your personality, an idea, I want to thank everyone for coming out here and week after week and <clears throat> thinking it's who we are. I saw her being all sappy. I love it. It's just but crazy, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can see myself. That, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to send it back to you But I even think about just just a recap on like previous episodes. We had Swamp Izzo. We had Hanky yeah. in the building. And it was hot. Yeah. Yo, I remember, like, I'm not even going to lie to you, man. I was under pressure some of those Mondays. <laughs> under editing because, like, we would have great episodes, but it would be terrible audio. Like, uh, the Pete for Real episode. Mm. I feel like you got a lot of gems, but like half of it wasn't recorded. Or the Swamp Vision was recorded too loud. Or like uh, Ned Log era was like choppy. Oh, yeah. Like that. Um, it was so many. Like, But towards the end of the year, we kind of caught stride and, you know, got our synergy. And yeah, man, I love to see we're all here we're together. Yeah, I'm seeing all yeah. 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 I need, I need, I need the hand to come process. in. Like, it's not an easy process. Yeah, no, we got a makeup person to come in. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Lafayette, what's up? I'm kidding. 
Let them know. Send me some That's the best chapstick. So, I mean, just get into it, um, because we do have a guest coming, and now the kickback will be centered around general themes, and we will have experts coming in, speaking on different topics and different things that we cover. This uh, specifically is mental health and just health awareness as a whole. So, speaking on all of our bad <laughs> For sure. Um, mental health. I was going through a little depression okay. last year. For sure. All that shit. So this year is just our year for elevation. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Everybody in here is just making me like. As I drink out of a cup with the show name. Yeah. For sure. You know, and it's funny you say that. And I mean, it's I'm glad that I'm able to make it aware and to even come out myself. But so anxiety was a big thing for me this year and you know dealing with it and just still be, being able to produce a show every week and it was it was bigger than me at that point because other people would come to me and they say you don't know what you did for me you don't know what this show that was probably the best show ever and it's, I'm taking that all in and I'm just thinking like y'all just don't know yeah. what it took just <laughs> even in our own lives like Bro, I, and I love that because like when you listen to podcasts you feel like they Right. Had all those issues, like I had family issues, family members in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I didn't disclose to no one because I, you know, I don't want the pity party. But with that being said, it's like there's, there's real shit going on in each of our lives. For sure. To where like, you know, but we still we definitely go hard and try to bring and give something to you guys. For sure. Some type of matter of brain food, you know, for the week to kind of help you push on through. Like me personally, I'm suffering from seasonal depression. I fucking hate the winter time. In Atlanta, it's been raining every day. Real shit. Like, I have a twilight. Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's crazy, bro. Like, and it's just like, you wake up, it's like, oh, well, let me just put the train shirt on. Right, especially if I got to go to work, same like, situation. You know what I'm saying? It kind of sucks. And it's just like, seasonal depression is real. And like, and I know, like, the reason why we talk about all these things, like, it's kind of taboo. Yeah. And African American culture, or anyone minority in culture in the world, whether it be whatever. That's crazy. So that's another thing that I'm trying to deal with. But we are, I don't know, y'all are my therapy, if y'all don't know. This is Everybody my therapy. In here, even though all of us be going through our own shit, like seeing y'all every week is like, damn, like, damn, if I can't make it, I'm going to be fucking mad. I'll be at home jealous and yeah. <laughs> watching daddy's live. So Let me try to keep it live, girl. Like, yeah. It's so exciting um, to just see everybody, like, kind of using each other as a little shoulder. For sure, and I want to introduce people at the table because they're here, and especially before we cut, pay some bills, cut, take a break. Yeah. I have Jabri Victorian Prime, Prime at the table, creative styling director. Yes, at the table. If you've been listening over the past few, you've heard he has a really crushing voice. He has a voice. Um, especially still on the topics he's spoken about is very like needs to be talked about. It's taboo to be talked about, and I just appreciate you being so candid on camera and microphone. That's powerful right there. To be like 
Right. I'm gonna keep it real with you. So just to talk to people about that is like that's powerful. So I, mean, I just wanna say thank you for coming to trip and you got the week whether to take a photo or to help with Danny Wilcher's car and things like that. It's much appreciated, man. And then, of course, you need to bring humor to the subject. You need to bring light to the subject. Comedian Big Play Ray. Every week. I'm so glad that you are here in this new space with us. Um, since you've been here, you've always just said, hey, what can I do? Uh, what can be done? But you've also just brought another level of humor. Don't get me wrong. Sip is funny. <laughs> do not get it twisted. <laughs> it, it's, it's occasional humor, but just still to even just even the topics that we have discussed, you know, they've been pretty dark. Some of them pretty dark, but to just put some light on it at the end of the day, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. So comedian big play Ray. And then also before we hop over, I want to say that this will be airing before the thing. February first. February first. Comedian big play Ray. Let him know. We have the show. Be in McDonough. McDonough, Georgia. That's like South Georgia. $10 tickets. Y'all niggas got $10 and y'all Because y'all spending $10 grams. It's a pajama jersey party. They're going to be fit. They're going to be there. The drinks will be flowing. Because we're in Atlanta. We're gonna take a field trip. You know, sports bar 81. We're for sure going. We're taking a field trip. Um, and I definitely want to say, you know, with, with Ray and and Prime, you are gonna be seeing them reoccurring. You're gonna see them on the website. Because what we want to do with the kickback is it's not it's bigger than us, you know, and it's all about embracing your 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 fellow black peer, your your fellow man, your fellow woman, you know, uplifting, enhancing each other's lives, you know. Right. So Green helped create the cover. I mean, the cover. He helped create the, the podcast cover artwork that we got currently. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't. Y'all didn't even know that. That was months ago. Yeah. You know, that was just the tip of the iceberg. So I'm excited to see what yeah. all these creators are doing. Yes, no, let him know. My personal bartender, but not only that, he has such a big heart and his input is always valued by me. I don't know if you ever noticed, if you've never been, that's what I'm going to tell you now. Because it comes from such an honest point of view. And just like all of our contributors, you know, it's mostly men, like it trips me out. Right. I'm like, these niggas don't be talking about shit. But they call us man haters, they like, girl. They call us man haters. <laughs> but we actually love y'all. For sure. We're debunking that in 2019. We are. <laughs> we're going to be a nice person this year. Hey. You can't be wearing that canary yellow with a man hater. Let me say this. <laughs> 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 oh, let them know. Let them know. Let them know. Yeah. Yeah. We love all y'all. Well, no, I know we do have a guest uh, coming in later. We're trying to really get acclimated to the space. Yes, I said acclimated on my Tia vocabulary shit. You know what I'm um, but I'm just, I'm really getting involved for the space, but I'm really just really releasing in a sense because there's a lot of suppression 
There's a lot of things that have been suppressed, I'm sorry. You know, just from really creating this show and for the people that I wanted it to reach. You know, like even just outside of this, do you feel like you've been able just to grow? Yeah, just out, you know. Hey, um, And some of these people, and, uh, I don't expect them to even listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to appreciate that. Like, today, uh, we do have, like, a, a <laughs> high gamut today. of listeners. And that's the goal of the podcast. We don't want to do this in We want everyone. Everyone's welcome here. Well, you know what? We didn't even think the people that are kind of, like, showing us that we want. For sure. We did, we did, but give it, no, give it to them again. For the people in the back, okay? Yeah, we're going to do right there. No, I, I really, the reason why I'm especially showing this is because you're really seeing a development of a whole show. You know, with people having their own lives going on. And then I'm going to shout out my creative in the building because you can't do it without a team. Yeah. First, let me start to my left. I have Maurice, but he's on the B camera. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Oh, with Intent TV. Look at here. Look at here. Look at here. Okay? I got Westside Catering. My man, yeah, Wes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got Cam. He brought in Quentin Miller's manager. Uh, sir, yep, you're on the camera. Pass by. I got First Lady. I got First Lady Faye, dance choreographer extraordinaire. You know what I'm saying? And if you'll go to my right, yep, bring it over there. You got Yo-Yo. Yo Indigo Art creating the art. She will also be helping us with our merchandise. Um, Get these creatives going. Jordan, 94, okay? I was wearing your shirt earlier, man. The black one. Oh, in this book. I fuck with it. Colbino, visually offbeat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We in there. We in there. We got Tay Tay in the building. We got um I'ma give him producer the credits because he's gonna have us on our shit. And the man that's talking shit let you know what it is. And um yeah, that's for sure. So um Hey Glossy Thriller. You see the shirt? Whoa, wait, no, no, no. I want to give it back. Hold on. Roll the camera. Bring that back. All the way back. Of course we have. The lady, the queen in the building. Motherfucking man. Okay. That's your name. Put that shit on the t-shirt. I want to address about the show, though, because I know we've given off a very laid back kickback vibe, of course. We had to bring some structure to it, and we're going to have some really popping guests coming here. Um, we're going to be cooking in here. We're going to learn different things that we may have not known beforehand. So we're just going to make that happen. I am getting a little um, emotional. No, I'm oh. losing words. Oh. So it, I don't know if that's okay. Uh, but I want to take a quick little break, if that's okay. No, we're not taking a break. So let's do it. Five minutes. And oh, he's yeah. already on it. So we got five minutes. Let's, let's talk about let's do it. Let's get some random shit. Yeah. So, first of the year. First of the fucking year. Okay. Okay. First of all, you think about it. You think about it. I want everybody to sit the fuck down and stop talking about R. Kelly. I don't oh want to hear this shit. No okay, more. we're killing okay, that, right? Okay, I'm done. We're killing R. Kelly. We're going. No. I'm sorry. I want to pause you. I'm gonna cut you off because we're powering over the 2018. Uh uh. But that being said, Brady has not been here for the past two R. Kelly debates. So you're, are you? She came at the last, at the end of sorry, the last. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. So you're pro? 
You want us to stop this rhetoric about R. Kelly bad stuff? I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the motherfuckers. That, oh, like, the artists, the, the outrage, actual, the, the rappers, and the singers. Like motherfuckers, shut the fuck up. Cause y'all oh, yeah. better off not saying and shit. Y'all already knew what it was. Y'all knew, right. so shut up. I found myself yeah. actually having a debate with my mom because she was like, "Well, they should have been arrested him." I said, "No, because people were getting paid off. So as long as you're getting the check, you're getting a check they're not going to say anything. Anyway. But I just didn't like how they tried to, okay, and this is going on to the, the theme of mental health. They uh, tried to bring about what happened in his past to, just to, make to justify what was going does, on. I'm going to play devil's advocate because okay. the shit that you go through as a child does shape the person you become. Yes. But you got to motherfucking know right from wrong. Even though, you know, things that are in you genetically, unfortunately, to take because it. it is a genetic thing. And yeah. I hate that people don't think that shit like that is genetic. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's why they call them generational curses, because mm. they've been passed down. Mm -hmm. So, I will say that about him. Yeah. So, Otherwise, the fact that y'all motherfuckers is like, <laughs> <laughs> how we gonna take it? Things like you're ready. I'm still gonna listen to happy people. That's fine. Shut, just shut the fuck up. We don't care. Like, if you want to listen to it, you can. Yeah. But you don't have to announce the shit because we're tired. It was children, okay? As a mama, it was children. And what? I ain't gonna say no more. So, what I will say, though, I agree, like, it, unless you're gonna do something positive, just like, let's not just keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. But I do like how it, it opened up a new conversation of, like, Shit that's been wrong for so long, we gotta open our eyes up as a society. Mm. Yeah. And I'm and like, happy. I do like that. I'm happy that our generation is breaking all Bruh, of the chains. Everybody and, we are, and everybody hates Bruh. us, all y'all old motherfuckers that's living. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Respect, Granny, but. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to, I'm old enough to like, I'm 30, so I'm old enough to know like, what grew up on rape culture, like, you got a girl in the ass and she's supposed to lie. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And like, yeah, some of the ideals that was championed about like having sex at a younger age mm -hmm. and how many women you vetted mm. was kind of like a notch in your belt, and like that is toxic. Mm. It's disgusting. That's People like are teaching children, but even like five-year-olds this shit. Because mm -hmm. I wish a motherfucker would. So to me, what I've been had, I've had about like two weeks to think about this. Mm -hmm. I think why it's really such a bad thing here is because like sex is so taboo mm -hmm. these days. People don't want to talk about it. Right. So, like, kids are having to find out on their own. Mm -hmm. And instead of, having, instead of having their parents walking through, like, everything else in their life, exactly. this one facet yeah, they're having to, like, talk about And it. another thing, as a parent, I'm going to tell all the parents, stop shielding your children from sex. Stop. I'm not saying sit them down and you got to damn show them all kinds of crazy. No. But what I am saying is, you know that as a child, all of us in here done had these feelings at very young ages. Mm -hmm. Okay? Very young. Younger than you think. So, talk to them about it. Teach. Don't whoop their ass every time you think they're doing something sexual. Talk to them about it. Like, communication yeah, is yeah. everything. Seriously. Yeah. It helps. That's right. And then also, enhance their relationship with their child. Because when they, when they feel like they can talk to you about everything, they will talk about anything. Exactly. For sure. There will be no wall. Exactly. Because I remember, like, yeah. I, remember, no, I remember seeing people in high school who like were more open with their parents than I was. Yeah. I'll be over there and I was like, yo, you serious? I ain't gonna lie, I, I still my wife when we spare, but I'm like, 
Like, that was cool. <laughs> they were like, it's straight, bro. I'm like, I'm at home. Like, oh, shit. Because they realize the parents are more so like, I know where you are. You're like, under my supervision. Like, it's just a level of like, it's transparency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's build that transparency with each other. I'm trying to preach this shit. Let's start talking to each other about our real feelings. You want to fuck around? Just be honest about it. Oh, wait. I'm going to take a punch at that real quick. It's um, Kickback Podcast. We're going to pay some bills. Get some ads yes. going real quick. Please subscribe and follow up my YouTube followership. Guys, as I get poured back up, we have a new face <laughs> at the table. Thank you, play. Oh. So, with that being said, we have a new face at the table, guys. So, on the Keep Back Podcast, we talk about a lot of things. And we felt, we've been actually playing with the idea of having an co- episode on this topic for quite some time now. For sure. Um, I know Danny introduced it, and Brittany really championed it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of speaking about what you were talking about earlier in the first segment. Um, so, this is our mental health awareness episode. Yes. And we have a special guest in the building. Jasmine Newsom. Thank you for having me, guys. Absolutely. First of all, yeah, thank, thank you, you for being in our new space. This is like new for us, so get the vibe. Definitely yes, get the vibe. Feel it. Y'all come on, candles. The black people love a vibe. Black people love candles. We love a vibe. We love a vibe. For sure, for sure. So tell the people that don't know where you're from. Um, for sure. So I am from uh, Decatur, Georgia, okay. and um, I moved the to... The Eastsiders in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, we moved to Villa Rica when I was like Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the so country. West, I was West, in West. The, <laughs> pretty much Alabama, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so y'all grew up there, and then I ended up going to Georgia State. Um, okay. At Georgia State. Shout out to GSU, the real yes, GSU. We here, we here. Oh, um, I was a... It's okay. Ooh, I, I was wow. sitting there like, what's the other GSU? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I used to be a stage brother. If, if ever you oh, need yeah, to really know. figure out which one is the real GSU, type in GSU.com. Ooh. Let them know, Sam. Wow. 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 Yes, that's, that's it. Um, we still cool, Brittany. Okay, yeah. You're my cousin. She said I'm her cousin. Um, so I was a sociology major at Georgia State, um, okay. and I was pre-med. And after in, after college, I went to Teach for America. I taught high school chemistry. Okay. I looked the same age as a kid, so you can ten years. Tell it's, that. Hey, we don't <laughs> age, all right? Not at all. Um, love the kids. Love that opportunity. Then I went to St. Louis. Lived there for a while. I was in grad school, and then I. Came back to Georgia last year. Um, I'm a blogger, so I created the Jainuism Revelations of a Millennial Woman. Um, and I pretty much talk about a lot of spiritual things, things that we don't talk about, honestly. Um, and just kind of bringing awareness to really taking care of yourself as a, as a millennial and mm. also really trying to identify your purpose and walk into it. So. That's pretty much it. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I know something that you could identify with this on Sip. She's a world, she travels around yeah, the world. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to, uh, she said something, and we're not going to just hop into the conversation. Yeah, for sure. She you said you, did, know. you said you did Teach for America. Yes. Right, so I'm assuming that's in the U.S., United States of America. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you go to like, a, like a, where did you go to teach? I taught at West Charlotte. That was one West of the Charlotte? worst schools okay. in mm-hmm. the Charlotte mm-hmm. area. Um, so usually they, they put you Make into the... Huh? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can, you, can, you, can you explain hey, to the people? Yes. Wow, that's where, that's where 
talking about um, Betty's Ford is where I taught. Betty's Ford. Betty, well, I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love all that. Betty's Salmon. And for for those who aren't you know here people worldwide, can you explain that district to them and how like Teach for America works? How exactly? Sure. So Teach for America wants to close the achievement gap. They believe that all students should have the same opportunity. Um, what ends up happening is people that are in um, higher income environments usually get more opportunities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they also get, um, you know, not the teaching that they deserve. They don't get the, they really don't get the same playing field um, as other people. And usually it's people of color in the low income um, areas. So what they do is they get um, people that are leaders in their community and school and stuff like that, usually college students, but you can apply at any time. And um, we go into those schools in the inner city, and they believe that when we teach them, that something changes, um, mm. and that we give them that same type of education. We get trained. Um, we were, I was trained in Tulsa, Oklahoma for five weeks, and then we went straight into the classroom. They trained us the entire time we were there. And yeah, so that's, that's pretty much Teach for America. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. That's so, what's up. Like, I was a substitute for like five years. Right, shout out to the substitute teachers. Yeah. Y'all been real hard. Y'all been real hard. When I used to be gone, my kids used to be what? like, please come back. We hate yeah. him. Yeah. I'm like, y'all, please just do your wait, work. Wait, wait. Like, you were a substitute teacher? <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, I was a substitute for like five years, right? right. And then uh, one of my biggest struggles was because I was um, younger. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I did high school. You yeah. Know? And, um, the young ladies, the guys, yeah. you know what I'm saying, they're playing too much. Yeah. How did you deal with that by looking young yourself, you know? Um, honestly, I had to kind of switch up because the thing is, when you're young, they automatically think you're cool. Yep. And right. then they like, wait, she love us. Like, yeah. she really care. Like, yeah. she really ain't got to be here. She could be anywhere else. Yeah. And so I got the respect from that. But there were moments where there, our relationships were kind of vary because I'd be like, no, I have to be, like, firm right now. Yeah. Like, y'all need right. to be quiet and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, of course, my phase would kind of be like, mm, you know, like, you really going to talk to us like that? Like, <laughs> I thought we were school, Miss Newson. And I'm like, I mean, we are, but y'all cutting up. Like, I yeah. can't. So I kind of, I actually struggle with that because I do look young. Like when I was walking in the hallways, they would be like, where's your pass? I work here. A lot of the administration will right walk now, into man. my classroom yeah. just to see what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I, I teach. They love me, but I teach. I'm a real teacher. I'm a teacher. So, <laughs> I, I understand uh, Teach for America. Is mm -hmm. that what it's called? Yes. So my question for you is like, did you feel yourself relating a lot to them? Mm -hmm. Because obviously that's like the premise of the yeah. whole thing, right? Yes, I felt myself relating to them. Um, because I taught chemistry and I had just come out of college and I struggled in chemistry, mm. I wasn't expecting them to know what I was talking about the moment that I walked up there. First off, they're all coming in with varying learning levels. So I'm trying to teach chemistry. Chemistry is science and math. Mm -hmm. And some of them don't know two times five. Mm -hmm. So it's like I had to break down and I understood that. I didn't get annoyed with that. Like, I remember, like, one time I was, like, writing on the board, and mind you, my back is to them. And I was like, y'all got it? No one said anything. I said, y'all want me to just do this again? <laughs> they, yes. were like, they was like, yeah, that's hard. But, like, it was crazy because I got some of the worst students in the yep. school to, like, learn chemistry and be like, Oh, well, you like, Joe Clark. They was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was like Joe Clark. Was we yeah. love you, Mr. Clark. Yeah, that's, that's what's up. You know, me type of stuff. That's so, what's yeah. up. That's yeah. amazing because I know in high school, I took every class to avoid chemistry. Mm. I'm, math is, I'm, not, I'm not that good at math. I took astronomy. I took physics. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want to take, I can take these two if I want to take chemistry. Yeah. Because chemistry is really tough now. Mm -hmm. right? you know? And like, yeah. especially being a young student, like you're insecure about these things when you see other your peers excelling in them. Mm -hmm. right? Like when you see someone like the dude next to you get a 94 and you got a 
Sixty four. Yeah. 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 Like, I always let them correct their tests. Mm. I always, I always made them explain. Make them accountable. I always made them explain why did you think, why do you think you got that wrong? And then I will put questions on the previous test back on the test. So yeah. See, like, mm. I'm glad you did that, right? That's because I was a smart student in high school, yeah. but I, I was only smart because I could memorize. Yes. I never but that's really what we were fully learned. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, then I was able to hear mm-hmm. and just give the answers right back to you. Yes. I never learned, so that's why in yeah. college I struggled. They didn't. Yeah. yeah, and same with me. That's why I struggled in um, college chemistry because I was like. I can't memorize this. Like, you mean I actually don't have to learn it? And so I think that was one of the reasons why when I got back into the classroom to teach, I was like, let me be a different type of teacher because I got to college and barely made it. Mm -hmm. These kids are going to come at an even lower disadvantage than me. So let me figure out what I need to do to kind of help them get there. I have a question for you. So as someone who toys with the idea of uh, going to teach abroad and, you know, just to escape from the, the, you know, the bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. I know you like to travel. Have you mm-hmm. ever toyed with the idea of going somewhere in yeah. like TESOL, going to Asia? I've thought about Latin teaching America. abroad. Uh-huh. I've thought about, um, there's this, something called Amazing World yeah. Race, mm-hmm. where yeah. they literally go to seven countries, and it's like a mission mm-hmm. trip. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, it's like $18,000. And I was like, yeah. 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 Because I know when you're traveling, you have to like, yo, man, I can live out here. I just got to find a way to make money. Yes. You know. And it's easy to make money. Like, first off, our dollars worth so much when you right? travel. Yes. I literally don't go to anywhere but my dollar ain't worth more because I'm like, I'm not about to pay. Right, you just walked to my next question. So, like, yeah. what's some of your favorite places you've been, you know? Yeah. How many countries have you been to? 17. Ooh. Ooh. Girl. Oh, my God. Well, 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 Yes. I thought I was. It worked for everyone, but I thought y'all I was going to I got 10. Yeah. Yeah. Got I did. Oh, that's still good. Yeah. 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 Girl, I got yeah. in the States. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have two hours. I might have went to Bahamas one time. Like, too. See, you gotta get it. And see, the thing is, people think they have to have a lot of money to travel. You don't. So, do, you do, your, do you do your cloud, cloud, traveling in clusters? Like, do you, like, say, I'm going to go to Senegal? Then I'm gonna go to Ghana. Then I'm gonna go to Nigeria. I actually don't, and okay. I I wish that I would have in the past, okay. but like I was working, mm-hmm. there was only so much. I was yeah. barely able to get off, but I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to get off. Were well, these like your mission trip? trips? Sorry to cut you off. But... Um, some of them were mission trips. Okay. Three okay. of them, three of them were my mission trips, and the rest of them were just like travel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just I would always I would see a flight deal. That's why I would go. What's nice. your favorite place you've been to? That's really hard. So South Africa was beautiful. Oh man, um, that was breathtaking. He yeah, the Suido and all Soweto and all that. Yes, I I really rocked right in front of Nelson Mandela. Hey! So we need to plan it. Yeah. The kickback needs to go to Haiti. Yes, we went to Jack Mel before we met up with um, Megan and Carrie oh. S. Um, and so I saw the Bass and Blue. Okay. So those are like the bluest waterfalls. Mind you, they don't show you this part of Haiti because they act like everything right. is poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes, no, 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 there no. is poverty. Yeah, I got the hustle. But... On Haiti. Yo, I remember in high school when they had the whole 
the last disaster there. Yeah, the earthquake. Yes, mm-hmm. the earthquake. I, I didn't want to say the wrong one. That's yeah. <laughs> so okay. I remember, like, a, I knew a girl whose mom went to Haiti. She was there for, like, three years. And I was like, and on the news, everyone's living in Texas. She's like, no, like, shit's fucked up, but it's infrastructure there. So, yeah. like, it isn't like what y'all think it is. No, it's not. Not the way they're portraying it. Mm-mm. And I always want to go, like, I know about Toussaint Louverture and yeah. Jacques-Jean Dessalines. Like, the his only... Black nation to never be colonized. Oh, aside from Liberia. Let them know, yeah. Hey, Haiti yes. and Liberia. Yeah. And Ethiopia, I'm sorry. Yeah. But no, Ethiopia, Italy, yeah. Mussolini. You know, we gonna talk about that. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> oh, another conversation. Yeah, yeah. Right. Italy, I mean, yeah, Liberia no. and Haiti. That's a Haiti place. is amazing. But South Africa is probably the most like beautiful country I've been to. Okay, uh, so question. Yes. How do you, because you were a teacher, because mm-hmm. you're dealing with all of these things, you're internalizing all of these children's emotions. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's get How to it. How do you <laughs> mm. calm yourself? Oh! How do you mentally prepare? Wow. How do you take a break? Because Ooh. black people need take to know how yeah. to not put so much on their own plate yeah. and like to literally like yeah. mellow mm, out. That's great. I have oh, to, oh, I have to sorry. learn how to say no. Okay. And mean it. So that was like my biggest thing. So when I was teaching, no one taught me how to not take things home. Mm -hmm. Then when I was in grad school and I'm in this white space and I'm the only African-American and the only American, not only the only girl, but like the only African-American in some of these spaces, there was an identity crisis that I went went through. And then I was also working and also doing stuff. So as soon as I was done with my program in St. Louis, I was like, I'm going home Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do nothing. Because mm. I've literally been running since I like graduated college, and then in college, I, Megan could attest to this. Like we were always doing stuff, mm. like we were always like very involved. And I was like, you know what? I've never sat down. And so the moment that I sat still was when I realized like you have been living very like this is not right. Mm-hmm. Your heart is big, but you don't have the discernment to handle all the stuff that you want to do yet. Mm. So ask know that. Okay. No, that. <laughs> Words mean things. Okay. Yeah. So I, I began. I started therapy when I was in St. Louis. Um, black, so people black, black people need therapy too. Question really quick. Hate to yeah. cut you off. Yeah. When did you know, or what made you say, "Listen, I'm smart. I got my shit together, but I still want to go to therapy." So actually, and I think it. I, I don't know if it would have worked the way that it was supposed to if this didn't happen. So I was struggling in grad school. I was like, I'm studying, I'm doing all that I can, but I'm still like struggling. And, and it was like the chemistries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going back right. to that, I'm like, wow, you know, I taught, so I kind of know the foundation now, I'm still struggling. And my mentor told me to get a educational evaluation. Mm-hmm. And when he told me to do that, he told me this in college. Then he told me again when I was in Charlotte, when I was teaching. Then he told me again, and finally I listened. And I was like, what does that mean? See, those words coming from somebody like me and where I grew up from and, 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 and think the way I think, I'm not about to take a crazy test. Yeah. And I, so when I heard evaluation, I when I heard psycho, yeah. I was like, all those words were like buzzwords for me to kind of go into panic. Like, ain't yeah. nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Like, what you mean? Yeah. So I kind of got, I got offended until I was in a place where I was vulnerable enough to say something's wrong. And so I went, and when I went, she said, you have test anxiety. I was like, duh. Yeah. I was like, because I'm not doing well. And she was like, start coming to therapy. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I ended up getting diagnosed by a, a black psychologist. He said, no, baby, you have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And you have associated anxiety and depression from that because no one ever caught this. So you've been doing all that you can, but you've only reached a certain level because no one told you that you had an attention problem. Like, and I used to tell myself all the time, you got ADHD. Like, I would just be moving around. And when I take a test, I would study and I would know how to uh, 
answer the questions. Like, it was crazy. See, then growing up, the only thing that people know closest to anything about ADHD was that one episode on the Cosby show <laughs> about dyslexia. Yes, know? yes. So that's all the yes. mental health, the, I mean, all the mental health most of us kind of know yeah. or, or know to look for. Yeah. So to be smart enough and wise enough to say, listen, let me just step back and, and, and trust this analysis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know and I did, because she read me so well, especially the second lady. That's the dope. first lady had only caught one part of it. And that's why when you do go seek therapy, make sure, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with white therapists and things like that. They're not going to be able to catch your stuff. Mm. You're going to be able to go under the, <laughs> under the, the radar. radar with them. Absolutely. There were moments where I would be broken inside mm. and I would be appear, appearing to her like I'm fine. And she said, okay, well, you know, you seem to be doing well. We could probably stop there. Like, she girl, said okay. that. Girl, I'm hurt. Like, I am messed up. I'm hurting. And so, I'm like, crying inside. Right. You just can't see it. My tear ducts are shut. Because yeah. right. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of crying. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Code, code switching for the white community is something that they really can't detect. So I study, mm. so I study psychology yeah. at so yeah, so studying studying psychology at FAMU, it was interesting because I never thought to seek counseling mm. until I got to FAM, and it wasn't until I started taking courses that I started to kind of see, like, you know, you read this up in class, you're like, oh, what? You sound kind of... What I went through. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I started working at a place called Sunshine Manor. So the thing with HBCUs is we have our own, like, counseling areas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that that actual building was a hospital mm -hmm. um, before Fannie was founded. Wow. So that was like the first black hospital in Florida. Wow. So now you're looking at it, you're walking in this place, and I worked there for a year and a half, so mm -hmm. I was a peer counselor. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think to seek counseling until I started doing peer-to-peer -peer counseling. I was like, wow, you're coming for help for yeah. things that I'm actually going through. I'm yes. thinking like, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I'm so but you know, the blind lean the blind. It's right. so easy to like, the reason why a lot of people that, you know, like you're made for a lot and so you you teach and you mentor and you do all of these things, it's so easy to talk about everybody else's problems but to not talk about yours. Mm. Like uh, people that really need counselors need counseling. Yeah. Because they're so, they easily take on the stuff. And what I realized when I finally took a step back, I said, wait, hold up. Yeah. You kind of jacked up too. How about you put that same energy into yourself? Hello. So like, I want you to go. Okay, um, cool. I have a question too. <laughs> 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 I'm like, everybody get a question, then we're gonna get a break. I got my yes. So I agree. I think counseling everyone should do some type of therapy of mm -hmm. some sort. Mm -hmm. Now for some people who aren't as forthcoming with like showing their emotional side. Mm -hmm. Like me, like in my mid twenties, I was depressed about shit. Mm -hmm. But I also like I feel like I kinda like unpacked it mentally, but through myself, I found like ways and outlets. Mm -hmm. You know, things that being like, all right. I'm being a bummer now. I yeah. bought a bicycle and I built it and I got into cycling. Mm -hmm. And just finding ways to kind of like, you know, channel that energy in something positive. Yeah. And like, you think, is that a, a possible way to do with therapy? I you know? do believe that that is a way because not only, like, you have to do the work. You go to therapy, you, sit, yeah. you share your stuff, they give you the stuff, you have to go home and do your mm -hmm. own work regardless. You have to find self-care because therapy will always tell you, well, how have you been taking care of yourself? Yeah. Have you talk to anybody about these things? I think they work hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I, I do believe that despite you finding things that make you happy, talking to someone isn't going to hurt you. I can't lie to you. I would confide in, like, my female friends. 
And like, most it, it is generally like I can find a stranger. And it's generally like, <laughs> yeah. well, no, and I, no, it, and a lot of people do though. Like it's there are people that you don't know that well. They don't tell you that. It would be lie. the female yeah. friends that I wasn't the closest with. Mm. So it's like I don't really care if you hold this over me emotionally because you can disassociate. I can disassociate with you yeah. that person. So it's like it'd be yeah. someone like I'm cool with you, but I ain't that cool with you. Like that. Yeah. So and I would be that's talking about problems. Yeah. Peer counseling works because usually you're going to a facility mm-hmm. and then you're not talking to like a doctor or like somebody who is your, your professor's age. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk to somebody like around your age like, so bro, what you going through? Like, it's somebody who's yeah. like maybe a few years older than you. Because mm-hmm. by the time I was transitioning out of family, I was 22. Mm-hmm. So like most of the people who were coming in, they were freshmen going through like, yo, this is my first time away from my parents. and. Yeah. And that's traumatic. And you see these kids like going through it, and you're like, you know what? Relax. Yeah. You know. But if we did identify something that might have been a little bit deeper than yeah. what we were equipped for, yes. we say, hey, yes. we need to get you to an actual counselor because yes. this is above my realm. And we have to be very careful with always talking to our friends too. Mm-hmm. They because, have a biased opinion, oh, right? They have a biased opinion, but they're either going through the same thing you're going through at the same time, or they have never even touched right. the surface of that. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful with that. And also, if you know that you're going to friends, start to ask them, how are you? Are you able to take whatever I'm about to tell you before I put it on you? Because I'm not about to just load this stuff on you. And this can yeah. be the weight that yeah. makes the balance go all the way me, down. I have a thing about that. like. I know it's maybe unhealthy, but I'm like, I don't tell people their my problems because I don't want to hear your problems. And some people may be too heavy with it. I'm like, bro. I'll listen to what you're saying, but I'm not gonna tell you what I'm stuck going through. So you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's my type of I don't know if it's like a prideful like you were saying growing up in the nineties, yeah. my cheese culture was like, you know, you just don't come you know, exude those type of feelings. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's okay. interesting. I have my question, y'all. Y'all know I'm about to take it there for what, one second. Oh, wait, because no, no, no. We got to hold we on. We're going to come back. We got to we gotta get a break. Got to pay some bills. It's okay. Hold that. Keep that same energy. Come on. Here. <laughs> we, we got a little bit of time left. And we're about to break, right? I already know. We're back, Kickback Podcast, Jasmine Newsom in the building. You know, definitely get into the conversation about mental health awareness, especially in the black community. Brittany, I know you had a question. Go into it, girl. I do have a question for Ms. (laughs) Jay. What's your question, (laughs) Ms. Y'all know I have to go there. How do you feel about the dating pool and relationships, and how are you balancing? If you are in a relationship, I don't want to assume, (laughs) but... Since you're like, you know, relationships can be a little struggle on toxic. mental health. Yeah. Very toxic. For sure. Um, taxing, not toxic. Taxing, toxic. You, choose your, you can choose shit. the toxicity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can True. choose the toxicity. But, you know, that can be a lot on you. So, as a well-traveled woman who's met all of these different types of people, like, what what are you doing as far as dating? <laughs> so funny. Um, I'm single right now. Okay. Okay. I mean, if it's right. right. I'm in a place where I'm really, really working on myself. I'm learning myself. Because when you learn and you work on yourself, then you, I mean, you you go into relationships, there is a risk of being hurt, Mm -hmm. but you are so aware of yourself that you really know how to love. And so I've kind of reached that place like by myself. 
and just learned a whole lot. Therapy helped, but I also did like a lot of work on my own. I made sure that I healed from things. And because I know that I'm still on that journey, I wouldn't want anyone to join me on that journey right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Um, but it. yeah, so yeah, I'm single, chilling. But uh, fellas, come correct because she's on her because she knows herself. Okay, <laughs> don't even step this way. And I, I think as you get to know yourself, you attract that because uh, for a long time, I, I attract a lot of um, brokenness. Mm. And I used to think it's because Ooh. I was so strong and this healer, but it was because there was still some brokenness in me. That is me. And yeah. so. Um, <laughs> I was like, I said, you know, you at least need to, you don't have to be completely whole or healed because I don't think anybody is. We are, we're going to learn something new in each season of our life, but you at least need to be on the journey or on the road to getting somewhere. And you need to be aware that you ain't perfect. You have no idea how you're like preaching right now. I'm preaching right now. I'm I'm like, let me get my pen and my notes out So yeah, I'm just, I'm there, I'm there now. Kind of just really learning and growing a lot. So with, Speaking on learning and growing, mm -hmm. we were talking about something earlier about how guys and women be kind of vary about learning and growing. You guys have a very close, like, friend pool, which I'll share. I'm very emotional. The women about. Mm -hmm. you speak of. Women, okay. yes, yes. Because um, we're our own entity. Black men, we could be cool. We could play 2K all day. Oh. We could hoop all day. But I ain't going to tell you about this. I ain't going to tell yeah. you about that. Suppression is real. Yes. Um, what's, what's interesting is, so... It's weird kind of observing it. So studying psychology courses, I'm not sure if this was your same experience, but going through most of my courses from, except for intro, because everybody had to take intro. Yeah. So you had a very mixed crowd. It was about 50-50. Yeah. You know, everybody was. <laughs> That's where I was. But once you stepped into, like, you know, I took uh, African-American women's psychology. Mm. And I was. Guess black men take it. I like, I like, I like that. that. I like, I like that. that. I was hey. one. That was, should be a pickup line for you. Yeah. 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 I was one I, I was one of two males in that class, and that class had two hundred students. Okay. Damn. Almost every other psychology course I took from the time I matriculated out of intro. Matriculated. I was one <laughs> of the only black males, so it's very it's, it's, it's interesting to see like you kinda interact with your friends and you kinda see and you understand that you have a different perspective. But a, lot, a lot of my homies, they weren't, if it wasn't me, mm -hmm. they were not comfortable talking to another male about what they were going through. Yeah. So what they would do is they would <laughs> dump all their emotions on women. Mm. And then that would lead into a whole other disaster. And, so, and that's just like, the problem. Just like you. <laughs> I want to speak on that real quick. Come on, speak on it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Coming from like a gay male and having... 90% straight friends since my whole life mm -hmm. and a lot of it being that like I was an athlete like and a really good athlete so like a lot of the male friends that I did have like respected me and in a weird way it was like me I used to go to all my female friends to like dump all my shit on but all of my straight male friends used to come to me like mm -hmm. for everything wow. and it's weird even to this day like I have like guy friends who will call me and like they won't tell nobody. They won't tell you like I know stuff that like you know what I'm saying? Like they family don't know. And it's really crazy how I don't know, 
people don't they like, become more comfortable with me and you wouldn't be that way. And I've only experienced that. See, I know this is like myself. therapy, but like, why do people do suppression? I can lie, I suppress. Because mm-hmm. what you just explained, I, think I do it's that. It's in our DNA. It is. It's so if you yeah. ever watch a slave movie, uh, just for an example, Birth of a Nation, um, I had to stop. Because yeah, I, was like, this is too I much. can't either. Um, his wife um, had gotten raped, and his slave owner let him go see her. But he said, you better be back by the morning, which means he could, he has to deal with this situation at the time. And of course, he's mad. He wants to fight. He probably wants to kill these men. But he has to go right back to work. So we have been taught. This is in our DNA. It's mm. in our genetics. And if we want to go science world, as women... We already got eggs in our body when we're fetuses. So you're carrying your grandmother's trauma, your mm-hmm. mom's trauma, mm-hmm. everybody. Wow. So oh, when you think it. about that and you talk about epigenetics, it's in your genes to suppress. It's in your genes to keep going. It's in your genes to stop, to not talk about anything that you're going through. And that's why this generation really has to break that generational curse. It's a curse. Yeah. That's not okay. This is the first time in you know our culture where we have really focus truly on our energies yes. and understanding what exactly is going on with mm-hmm. us. Because people are so conscious about their energy, they're actually observing what's going on with them mm-hmm. and approaching situations differently. Yes. You'll see a lot of people who say like, yo, I'm not going here, this is not good for me right mm-hmm. now. And back in... in or you hear know, people say, I'm triggered. Right. Or like, that this, triggers this me, so I'm me. not going to go there. And mind you, I'm a lot younger than everybody else. I'm 24, and I'm getting to observe people who are a lot older than me make decisions based off of not the social consequence of what they do, but what it means to them. Like, I'm not doing this because it's for me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be good for me. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. And right now, I've adopted that same psychology because I'm young. I'm still absorbing a lot of the world. I don't, I don't have the world experiences that everybody else has, but I've had the luxury of being around, the pe- around people who are a lot older than me, especially coming out of college so young. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in a different pool of people, yeah. and you understand, like, I see my high school friends on Facebook, yeah. and you're like, yo, that's, cussing, yo, that's crazy. Cussing folks out. you gotta, you gotta type so, up. Like, going live, so fight. Like, yeah. I'm a little older than everybody here, right? <laughs> I'm younger so than I'm everyone always, here, but I'm... I'm the opposite of you, right? So, I'm almost 40. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm 38 years old, right? And then I grew up in the 80s where individuality was not a such thing. You know what I'm saying? You were weird. You were lame. So you had a starter jacket. You had Nikes. You had George. You you was made to fit in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So if you have any issues, that shit was in your back pocket. Yeah. Nobody knew about it, right? Yeah. Nobody wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. So this generation, the one that I'm sitting with right now, the one I'm talking to all the time, yeah. has nothing but individuals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the, the biggest difference that I see. Yeah. Right? Because I grew up, if I fail, I wasn't supposed to cry. Mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to play with a doll. I wasn't supposed to do, act gay. I wasn't supposed to wear pink. I wasn't supposed to do all of these things that were shunned, right? I grew up with eight ball MJG, pimp a bitch college. You know what I'm saying? Slap a bitch. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder if I grew up in a society that was poisoning me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we just went think about it I know some people are like okay you know I blame my parents for not you know allowing because a lot of us are emotionally 
retarded. Yeah. yeah. We don't, we're not emotionally intelligent. We have an emotion, we get mad about the emotion, and so now we're just jacked up all together. Mm-hmm. No one taught us how to talk out our stuff, yeah. say this is wrong and all that stuff like that. And there was, I think a lot of people, in millennials, they're like, oh, well, I blame my parents, I blame, they only did what they were taught. They yeah. Know. They didn't know. They didn't know any better. You can't necessarily fault them for that. Right. They were taught that way. Right. Right. Always right. said, like, like it's the first time, like, one thing that I was able to take from you know peer-to-peer counseling and this is one mantra that everybody I talked to got the same exact thing mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day I had one message for them and this is one thing that I want to take I want everybody to take in 2019 you know it's something some things explain things but mostly it doesn't excuse it so you have to understand that most things will explain something and our brains are so like logically inclined to say like okay that makes sense that's the resolution that explains something it doesn't excuse it and we have to remove like that emotional context of like something can make sense logically but emotionally still doesn't make sense wow. like how could you like honestly what you wow, did that, that just blessed me how that you moved that gave me a breakthrough I'm an emotional so that's what I'm taking to 2019 I want everybody to take that like a lot of things like listen I can explain something I can explain how I hurt you and that can make perfect sense but it doesn't excuse it and that is something that also needs to be addressed and as black men I want us to start doing that because I feel like that's where a lot of violence comes from yeah. because we understand something but in our mind it still doesn't excuse yeah. it so we act violent about it I yeah. grew up on like shit talk culture too like it was yeah. Like, yeah. shit talking was your show like you had to talk shit you have to fuck you, you fuck your mama, I'll yeah. fight you, yeah. I'll fight everybody. Yeah. 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 Forget everybody. They made a they made a whole show off of it. And I'm glad, you know what? And I'm glad, especially with us four here, I'm glad that black men can have that conversation actively. And it'd be more comfortable than it used to be. Because honestly, when I was in college, this was, this is you know from 2012, I was a freshman. The barbershop was young. Yeah, it was that, that was and, and that <laughs> was therapy. And we didn't know it, but that was it. That was poison. Yeah. And you had you were limited in the barbershop talk because you didn't want to say something to everybody else look at so, you like, bro, what you just said? Because in a barbershop, you wouldn't tell somebody I've been thinking about committing suicide. No, nah, you're not going to say that. Because they're going to be like, you crazy. Why would you do? You know, right? Like, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, literally, in that tone, like, because that's not something that we talk about. But when we really look at the numbers, black men are killing themselves. Right. Like, if we really look at And I'm so glad that a lot of these shows now, like, This Is Us. And oh. if you watch um, A Million Little Things, y'all don't watch those. Mm-hmm. It's very emotional. So if you're emotional, mm-hmm. you're going to cry. Mm-hmm. But they talk about men having anxiety. One of them have, has anxiety, a black man. Mm-hmm. He wants to be perfect. And he wants to do all this stuff. And he was married. And they had the perfect. He had to quit his job. And the, a white guy had depression. And so, like, there, these shows, like, media is starting to talk about it. Right. But it just bothers me that there are so many black men literally suffering and no one knows. Mm-hmm. And they don't even, and sometimes they do tell their girlfriends, but they don't even know. Right. And the thing about it is some, you'll, get, you'll get a woman like me. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, you're going through Talk about it. Something's wrong with you. Let's but like you know this, what? And it bothers me that you don't want to share. Exactly. That's me, though. And that's something that I was just it about to say. Like, bothers me. I try to be that woman to always be like, like, look, not, none of us are perfect. Talk to me about what you're feeling. That's why I always champion, you know. If you want to do other things, talk about it. Like, if you Say don't, it. talk about it. If, if, communication. Where are your goals? Communication is everything yeah. to me. Because I'm going to tell you all my feelings, and they all show on my face. Yeah. 
So it's just but like, we have to be pa patient in that as well because mm -hmm. no one taught us to talk about our feelings. True. This, are, this is crazy. We need to make a part two for this. I know yeah. we're going to tell a lot of things. Exactly. I know Danny, you know, you still have some things you want to get into. Like, I know we have limited time. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> in closing, though, I know with the limited time in closing, I'm assuming to Danny so she can get her shit off. You have to brush it up. <laughs> no, no, no. We will do a part two. Again. Okay, okay. Um, if you, if you, you're more than welcome yeah. to come back. Oh, like, yeah, um, we can definitely play that for no. next week if you're free. We'll get to that. Night. But Sunday night, yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to thank you for coming. We definitely were able to address key points in the black. Black people go to therapy, please. Black people, please, black people, please. All of my friends please. that was looking at me crazy when I first started going to therapy. It's okay. A it's lot of friends right. there and they're like, just my life is changed. Do that. Yes. For sure. Nothing that ain't gonna change your It's sure. all right. Talk to somebody. Black men, talk, talk, talk to your friends. Please, talk to somebody. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Black yeah. men, talk to your friends. Yeah. Keep the strong, strongest people are really probably not that strong. Talk mm -hmm. to your friends. Yeah. Talk, talk to your, your friends. friends. To um, it's nothing wrong with checking in, yeah. and you know, I thank you for coming and putting yes. in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We used to be talking to friends because, like, when I said that I was in therapy, all of my friends was like, "What? What? Like, you never told yeah. us because they had been used to me talk, smiling talk and being around. Like, mm -hmm. tell them what's going on. I've experienced like a close friend committing suicide, like, mm -hmm. and a girl comes down him. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying, like. Girlfriend had no idea, so it's like yeah. talk to your peoples. Yeah. Talk to your it's very important. Absolutely. Let the people know. I'll give you your Instagram. Okay, um, Jane Love, J N E W L O V E. And I have a website, www.jnewwisdom.com. Yes, for the website. To the blog, and uh, I have a therapy blog on there. How therapy changed my life. You'll get to hear more about my story. How therapy changed my life. Thank you, guys.